Good morning, good chodesh. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Alochas, Yoridea, Chelik Aleph, Hilchas Hechshir Kalim, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Chof Beis. I was listening to the news this morning. A friend that I know runs a Koil Al in one of the areas in Beit Shemesh sent me a message yesterday that they're going to be going to Shechem, to the Kever of Yosef at Sadiq, if, if I want to send along any names. And when I saw the word Shechem, I, I felt frightened. But I decided I'll, I'll send a name, one name, and the family and friends, all family and friends. And then this morning, just before I hear the news, that there were a few buses. They usually go every Rosh Chodesh. But this, this Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Tammuz, there are some that say that it's the yard site of Yosef Atzadi. So they had several buses, three or more busloads of people going into Shem in the middle of the night. And the first busload went in, okay, then the, the second, coming out, second busload, and, and then suddenly the Arabs open fire, as if a, a war zone, period. Shooting, they have, they have guns, they have ammunition, and they have no fear, no fear. And there's, there's an army, how big an army is there, and, and how many Arabs... <coughs> live in Shechem. I remember my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, 50 years ago, when it was a completely different world and a completely different Eretz Yisrael. After the 1967 war, the Arabs were afraid of the Jews, not vice versa. And when we would go with those days to Hebron or Shechem, he would say, look at the faces. These are all killers. The Torah says that Shechem was a place that's mesugal for, for trouble. It's a place that's set up for trouble. We know, I mentioned this in a shir recently, today is Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. It's the beginning of the 40 days of the, the trip of the Meraglim, the trip that the Meraglim get, went to spy out Eretz Yisrael. And the trip was a disaster. It was a major failure, Rahman al-Sun. It brought us Tishabov. It brought us the destruction of the first and second Beis Amikdosh. And, and World War I began on Tishabov and other big tragedies. And Reb Shimshon Ostropolia, the great, great Reb Shimshon Ostropolia, reveals a secret that the Posuk in Parsha Shlach, in the beginning when it introduces the mission, it says, Vahayomim yemei bikuri anovim. The days, the days of this trip were the days of the ripening of the grapes. What does that have to do with anything? Why, why, why would the Torah write such a thing, talking about Meraglim and Eretz? And he reveals an incredible secret. The word Bikure means ripening. The word Bechor means first. And the word first could mean number one. The word first could also mean before. If I say, I was here first, it means, I was here before you. So, Bikure Anovim means before Anovim. If you take the word Anovim, Ayin, Nun, Beis, Mem, because the Yud is not, is not critical. The Yud doesn't have to be part of the word. It can be spelled without the Yud. The letters before Ayin, Nun, Beis, Mem are Samach, Mem, Aleph, Lamed, which is the name of the angel of death the name of the Yitzhahara, the angel of death, the Sotan. That these were the days of the Sotan. These 40 days are days when the Sotan, the Malachamovas, has extra power and we need to be, we need to be, 
extra careful. And the fact that they set out on this mission during those days means they had a major strike against them. And the situation now in Eretz Yisrael, in Ukraine, in the whole world, the whole world is one big mokim sakona. We know Rabbi Nezal, Rabbi Nezal, right? all this forum right, that this world is a mokim sakona. It's a mokim of sheker, where, where the sheker is prevalent and powerful. And the emes is small and less powerful. <coughs> and, and a person needs to be careful. The Gemara says, the Torah teaches us, chamira sakanta me'isura, that for a Jew to enter into a dangerous situation is a much more serious sin than entering into a non-kosher situation, chas and, and we need the guidance of Talmidei Chachamim, who are qualified to tell us what's dangerous, what's more dangerous, and what's not dangerous. And when something is dangerous, to know that we're not allowed to do it. The Torah says that Hashem told Shmuel Anavi, I want you to go to the city where Yishai lives, and I want you to anoint his son as the new king. This is during the reign of Shaul HaMelech. And Shmuel Anavi says to Hashem, how could I do that? If Shaul finds out, he'll kill me. And, and the question is, who are you talking? You're talking to Hashem. Hashem created the world and Hashem is running the world. Hashem tells you to do something and you say, I, Hashem, I can't do this because I'm afraid he's going to beat me up. He's going to kill But Hashem told you to do it. And the Gemara says, Shmuel Anavi was correct. Hashem said, you're right. Just testing you. Just want to see if you learned your Chumash, if you learned your Kitzah Shulchan Aruch. Right, a Jew is not supposed to go to do something dangerous. And therefore, I want you to bring along sheep, so that if, if, uh, if anyone asks what you're here for, you came to bring Karbonos. Don't tell them your true mission here. So Shaul HaMelech won't find out. And the Gemara says, from here we learn out that a Jew is not allowed to put themselves in Sakana, in danger. Shem should give us the right direction, clear direction, and Eitzah Toiva in Eretz Yisrael, all over the world, and especially now as we're headed towards Rosh Hashanah. We're starting the, third, the fourth quarter of the year, headed towards Rosh Hashanah, when there are many Jews who travel to their Rebbe for Rosh Hashanah all over the world, and especially the Breslavers who, who would love to travel to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. Hashem should guide us and direct us to do the right thing and to be safe and well. No one should be harmed. If we go, no one should be harmed on the way there while we're there and on the way back. We dedicate to learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Yaakov ben Fega, whose yard site is today, <coughs> and also the, the Aleph, Aleph Tammuz, and also Lilo Nishmas, Tuvia ben Yisrael Yitzchak, Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Yuspendel Basgitalea, Sorocha Bas Yuspendel, Avi Vilona Bas Yuspendel, Shimon Zvulun Ben, Soralea, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Chavaliba Smerim Dvoira, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira Bas Miriam, Yosef Avrom Eliezen Isim Ben Pesia, Jonas Ben Hilda, Leia Reina Bas Aviva, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel, Mazel Bas Zahava, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patricia, Yehuda Ben Saramaya Chaim Ben Rachel, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, 
טוב יצבי בן חיה ויזה, איתן יואל בן עדנה, שלמה ניסן בן מזל, אברהם דוד בן חנה, הנדה חסה בס חנה, עמי בן חי בן יהודס גילה, בסורך שער חוי לישראל. רב נוסנזל קונטיניוס, וזהו מרוחויק השם נירו לי, ואהבס אוילם אהבתיך, על כן משכתיך חוסד. This is a פוסק in Yermi Anovi, where he says, Hashem, Hashem revealed himself to me from the distance, and I love you always, eternally, and therefore I draw chesed. כי כל הנבואה שמי בו ירמי השם נאמר על סויף הגולוס האחרון הזה, because the entire prophecy that Yermi Anovi is reciting over there is referring to the future, the, the final golos that we are in today. Shemenachim Shomes Yisroel benechomois gedoilois veneflois, whereby Yirmiyanovi is consoling us with incredibly powerful condolences, consolations. Sheafalpi sheyerdu kamo sheyerdu, even though the Jews were going to go down, very far down spiritually. Afalpikein, לא יעזבם השם. Despite that, השם will not leave us. כמבואר שם, as is expressed over there in the Novi. ועיקר הנחמה, and the greatest consolation is, שאף על פי שבאחרס היום אלה, יהיה השם יספורך נסתר ונעלם ונסרחי כמו אדמוי, although during the final days of this final exile, השם is going to be very, very hidden. and very distant from us, Afalpikein, despite that, Al Yedei Goydel Ho Ahavo Vahahishtoikikus Vahorotzain Toiv Shal Yisroel. As a result of the deep love and yearning and longing that we will feel for Hashem, Yizku L'Shaber Kol HaManiyois will be successful in overcoming all the obstacles, Haboim Al Yedei Oitzem HaHastorois. which are a result of the fact that Hashem is so hidden from us. And we'll be able to draw holy life and energy, which, is, which expresses itself in the form of recognition of Hashem, we'll be able to draw it from the distance. What do we mean from the distance? Hainu mimokoim govoya. from a very high source, שהוא רוחוי כמוהיד מאיתנו, which is very, very far from us. וזהו מרוחוי כהשם נירולי, מרוחוי כדאיקה, that we're going to be able to see Hashem coming, beaming down on us, not from the regular places, but from the highest, highest places. ואהבס אוילם אהבתיך, because the love that we feel for Hashem is eternal. היינו אהבו והשתוקקוס ורוצוין, that we're going to arouse those people that are going to be religious, those people that are going to come close to tzaddikim, are going to awaken a deep love and yearning and longing for Hashem. הידי זה דייקו נזגה לקבל הואמס. And through that specifically, we'll be זוכת to receive the truth. שהוא בחינס הסגלוס הלקוסי יסבורך. The, the ultimate truth, the most important truth is the revelation of and recognition of Hashem. 
This is that double portion that we've been speaking about throughout this halacha. Meaning that even though a person goes down and falls spiritually, no matter how far down they fall, if the person remains strong and solid in their desire and yearning for the real truth, then that fall can serve as a springboard, like a person jumping down on a diving board, to result in a major, major aliyah for the person connecting to, to the highest place. Because Hashem's kindness is infinite. The most important thing that we need to know what's required of us, never to stop wanting. I want to come close to Hashem. Even if I'm making mistakes along the way, even if I'm doing the wrong thing, I still want to come close to Hashem. I want to do the right thing. This is what enables the true tzaddik to rise up to the highest, highest levels of kindness. And Hashem draws, and, and the tzaddik draws new life and a new spirit from there. Shubachinas Pishnaim, that's this double portion, Hanimshach Mimokoim Elyoin Varochoik Moid, which is coming from a very, very high, distant place. Now, Rav Zal touches again on the very sensitive topic of Machloikis, the, the terrible, terrible Machloikis that Rav Zal and his students experienced from supposedly very religious Jews. And this is all tied into the major explosions and, and opposition, machloikis, that gets initiated all the time against those who come close to the true tzaddik. Ubifrat ato, especially now, Rav Zal says, during his time, ki because of the fact that the general population is not doing so well religiously. And despite that, there are some honest, sincere people who really are yearning for and searching for the truth. And Hashem wants to be nice. And He wants to bring them close to Him. Even though these people who are searching for the Emes have a lot of mud on them, they've committed many sins, they're not so great. However, it's impossible to bring them close to Hashem without drawing on, on light that's very, very far from them. 
Bibchinas mi merchak tovi lachma. As the Pasuk says, she brings her bread from far away. Bibchinas, and as Yirmiya Novi said, me rochoi kashem nirali. Hashem was shown to reveal himself to me from far away. Bechinas banto lerei meirochoik v'kanal. So we're talking about the fact that in order to be able to be mesaken and mekarev, people who are on such a low level, it requires drawing a light from the highest, highest places. Like Rabbein Azal says in the beginning of chapter 30 in Likut Imran, that the more ill a person is, the more they need a greater, higher level doctor to be able to cure them. And to go up to that incredible high place, that Rachamim Gedoilim, that Keser, that it's impossible to go get up there without incredible, powerful longing and yearning and desire. How do we do this? How do we get these people to ratch up their desire to all kinds of incredible heights that are needed? The answer is by putting major, major obstacles in their path. Ad hanefesh mamish. To the point where they, they, they feel like they're risking their life in order to try to come close to the tzaddik. Sheboim alidei toikif rash hamachloikis hagedoy lomoid. And, and how, how are these meniyos, how are these obstacles generated? By the incredible, powerful machloikis that rises up against the true tzaddik and his followers. Asher rabim komim al kolechot v'echot, whereby many, many opponents rise up against each and every single person who's trying to come close to the tzaddik. Asher kosher l'shaber hameniyos, to the point where it's very difficult to be able to overcome the obstacles. But the only way to overcome these obstacles is by the person renewing every single day, coming back with new desire, new yearning, new longing. And by the person ratching up their desire to a climax, to a very, very high level of intense desire of wanting to come close to the tzaddik and thereby come close to Hashem, through that, the person is to overcome everything. And to break through all of the obstacles. So that as a result of this process, as a result of the opposition and the obstacles, the terrible obstacles, and the person intensifying their desire and everything, as a result of this, the person is to draw new Holy Spirit, Divine Spirit, from the highest, highest places. Shehu Bechinas Pishnayim, which is referred to as this double portion. And through this, even this person who was originally so far from Hashem, who committed so many sins, will, be, will succeed in, coming, in really coming close to Hashem. 
כי המניעויס והמחלויקויס משתתכם כל כך, because the obstacles and the opposition is so powerful, עד שאייבשו לשברון קיים על ידי רוצוין חוזק במסירוס נפש ממש, to the point where it's impossible for the person to succeed in overcoming these obstacles, unless the person is able to ratch up their desire to the highest place where the person is willing to die for it. I want it so desperately, I'm ready to die to try to attain it. Ki bevadai tzrichim mesiras nefesh kedei sheyistalek mimenu hachius mikvar veyizke lohoitzi mikorech alapoyal al yidei horotzoin chius chodosh voruach chadosha shubinas bishnayim. Because Rav Nosanzal says it definitely requires Mesiras Nefesh in order for the person to remove from themselves their old chius, to take out the old batteries and replace and be to be to be able to bring from potential into actualization through that incredible desire to be able to bring forth new energy, new batteries, and a new ruach, which is in the, in the, on the level of pishnayim. Ki zeh bechinas ki olecho hoiragnu kol hayoyim. This is what Dovid HaMelech is referring to in Tehillim when he says, Hashem, over you we kill ourselves all day. Nechshavnu ketsoin tivcho. We were considered like sheep being led to the slaughter. As we find throughout that chapter of Tehillim, chapter 44, Hashem, all day my shame and embarrassment is in front of me. I'm being embarrassed and shamed and insulted by those people who are insulting me in the worst way, from enemies who are looking to take the worst type of revenge for me. If we ever forgot Hashem, Hashem checks this out very carefully, because Hashem knows what's really deep inside our heart. Because Hashem, we kill ourselves for you all day. etc. What is the Torah telling us here? That in order to respond to these enemies who are cursing us and insulting us to such an incredible degree, and they're not satisfied with that yet. They rise up against us all the time to try to, to, to take revenge, to get us thrown into jail, prison, divorces, to, to mur- even murder. Our for nothing. We didn't do anything to them. We didn't do anything wrong at all. And we have no one to rely on, to turn to, other than our Father in Heaven, <clears throat> because Hashem knows what's really deep inside of our hearts, <clears throat> that the only thing we want is the real truth. <clears throat> and the truth is one. 
It cannot be changed. You can't replay, you can't, there's no substitute for the truth. There's no alternative for the truth. And our true powerful desire for this is to the point where we're prepared to die for this. As the Pesach says, This means desire to the point where the person is willing to go to the most greatest extreme. And this is why the Pesach says, Our souls are, are we, we're bending down to the ground, to the, to the dirt. This ties in with what we learned in the previous year, the person humbling themselves. And through this, by us humbling ourselves, Hashem, please rise up and help us. Because Hashem will definitely help us. And Hashem will save us and redeem us from them. For the sake of His kindness. Hanimshach, which we draw upon ourselves, alidei ha-hishtoikikus v'horotzoin ho-amiti shel ha-ksheirim ha-chafeitzim through the longing and desire and yearning of those really religious people who want the truth, who are seeking the truth. Ki chesed hu bechinas ahavo v'hishtoikikus because chesed, kindness, Hashem's kindness, is another word for desire, longing. Those two go together. Bechinas ahavas chesed, as it says in several psukim, that ahava and chesed go together. So the more that we intensify our feelings of love for Hashem, love for the Torah, love for the tzaddik, the more that brings down Hashem's kindness upon us to protect us and save us. I remember seeing pictures and videos two years ago, I think it was, when, when COVID was going on and the Ukrainians were blocking the, the Jews from coming into Ukraine. And there were thousands of, of men and boys, children, in the streets of Belarus, in the streets at the border, near the border to enter from Belarus into Ukraine, standing there in the streets, waiting, opposite soldiers standing with rifles, waiting to see if and when the door is going to open. Someone mentioned to me recently that even though we learned yesterday about how important mikveh is for a breast lover, to go to mikveh every day, there were breast lovers that could have gone, they could have taken a car and gone to a mikveh, it would have meant leaving for an hour or two. They were afraid to leave for an hour or two because they didn't want to take a chance that in that hour the door will open, they'll be able to go in. But note, they didn't throw rocks at the soldiers, they didn't curt, they didn't scream, they didn't get into fights. They waited, they waited, and they, they did not get in. Thousands of breast lovers, men and boys, who were out in freezing cold. They, they slept on the floor in the forest there near the, near the border. <clears throat> on the floor, on the forest, in the streets, literally in the street over there, waiting to see if Hashem will have Rachmanus and let them in. This is, an, this is a display of awesome Mesiras Nefesh. And there are people that said they felt a deep, deep closeness to Hashem, a deep connection. They didn't feel that they failed in their mission. 
they felt that they did what they were supposed to do. They did the maximum they could, mesiras nefesh, to try to fulfill the words of the tzaddik, to try to fulfill what Rabbein Azal said, come to me for Rosh Hashanah. A question in the chat, but if a person has committed many sins, their sensitivity to Kedusha is also damaged. They might, as, they might be just incapable of really wanting to come close to Hashem. That's true, therefore they have to work on that. They have to try. This won't come naturally, <clears throat> but, it, but we're being told here, it doesn't require thousands of dollars, it doesn't require punching through walls, it requires awakening, arousing desire inside yourself, trying to turn that on. That's what it requires, that's what's required of us. Which if a person is honest and sincere, depending on the level of emiss of the person, in realizing there's, there's no other choice, there's no alternative. I won't, be, I, I won't come close to Hashem, so what am I going to do? I'll be, a, I'll, be a, I'll be a horse? I'll be a cow? I'll be a flat? What am I going to be? If I'm going to be a human being, and if, I, I'm, if I'm a Jew, there's a Hashem. Hashem the, the, the world didn't come into being by two rocks colliding in midair 60 billion years ago, which resulted in fish and apes and scientists, the scientists who say that. It didn't come into the world that way. There is a creator, there is a Hashem. Right now, I'm far. I chas people who are mechal Shabbos, they ate treif, they moved far, far away from observance of mitzvahs. But deep down inside of them, they know. There's an neshama inside, and that neshama knows. It knows, it does know. And if the person wants, they can turn that on. The person has to want, that's this rotzen. And if a person doesn't want, they have to beg Hashem, they have to say, Hashem, I want to want. Give me the right desire. Turn on that neshama inside of me, turn on that nefesh. Now, Rav Nosenzal is going to give us an incredible, incredible medrash that's extremely strange, and he's going to make it much less strange. He's going to clarify it for us. Paragraph Chavdalid, V'zeh Shom Rabbi Seinuzal, this is tied into what our rabbis tell us, Umuva Bepirish Rashi Iyoiv, Al Posuk Tohoim Omar Loi Bihi, V'yom V'chulu, this appears in Rashi, in, in Eov, chapter 28, that the Tohoim, the depths of the earth, said, sorry, it's not here. And the ocean said, it ain't here either. Shebeshas matan toira bo hasotan lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu v'omar loi heichon toira. During the time when Hashem was about to give the Torah to the Jewish people, the Sotan came before Hashem, and said, where is the Torah? Omar Loi, Hashem responded, Eitzel ben Amram. It's by the son of Amram, Moshe Rabbeinu. Boloi Eitzel Moshe. So the Sotan came to Moshe Rabbeinu, Omar Loi, and said to him, Heichon Torah, where's the Torah? Eitzel Yam. It's by the, by the sea. Boloi Eitzel Yam. The Sotan went to the sea, Omar Loi, Heichon Torah, where's the Torah? Loi bihi, it ain't in here, it ain't inside of me. Leichetzel Amram, go to Ben Amram. Bolo Yetzel Amram, the Sultan went to Ben Amram. Omar Loi Hechantor, where's the Torah? Eitzel Tohoim. 
It's not by me. It's by Hashem. And this is what the Pasuk says in Eoiv, chapter 28, Pasuk 14. The Tohoim says, It's not me. And the sea says, It's not with me. However, destruction and death said, they said, Lo yutan segor can't get to it. Upirish Rashi, Rashi says over there, Hama'abdin that it's only those who are willing to, Hama'abed means somebody who commits suicide and willing to die over it. Amru, they said, Bo'oznenu shamanu shimon, with our ears, we heard, we heard the sounds. We heard the sounds of Matan Torah. a person who struggles, really struggles for Torah, the Torah has a permanent existence by that person. Everyone who sees this is, is amazed, is just flabbergasted by the words of this Medrash, it's very strange from beginning to end. Because our first question is, Why is the Satan going to Hashem to ask for the Torah? He loves Torah. He hates the people who fulfill the Torah. And he's constantly battling them. Why did Hashem have to respond to him and tell him to whom he gave over the keys to his treasury? It, did Hashem, is Hashem appointing him as, a, as an advisor of the king? And then an even greater question what, what, what justified Moshe Rabbeinu confusing the Satan and telling him it's, it's in the ocean? And then afterwards he changes his mind and he says it's by the Tohoim. How in the world could Moshe Rabbeinu possibly lie? And didn't Moshe Rabbeinu realize that when the Sultan will go to the Yam and see it's not there, he's going to come back to him? And, and then afterwards, Moshe Rabbeinu tells him, no, it's by Hashem. Whereas where the truth is, Hashem had already given the Torah away to Moshe Rabbeinu. But Rav Nosson says, the truth is, everything fits beautifully here. Everything makes perfect sense, as we're going to explain. The main rule is, the main thing we need to know is that it's impossible to receive the Torah. Any person, at any time, 
meaning to really succeed in fulfilling the Torah, and to really understand the Torah properly, that's called receiving the Torah. When we speak about receiving the Torah, that's what we're talking about, both on a general level regarding the Jewish nation, and every individual Jew receiving the Torah means really understanding the Torah properly and fulfilling it properly. All of that is impossible to accomplish without major, major effort and struggle. We have to overcome major, major obstacles before each and every individual person could be Zoycha to, to the right connection to the Torah. As the Gemara says in the beginning of Mesechta Megillah, If a person tells you, I worked very hard, I struggled, and I found I was successful, but believe them. If a person tells you I, I achieved success and I didn't even have to work hard for it. Don't believe them. This Satan who Hashem has given him the power to do battle and to oppose those who want to re- accept and fulfill the Torah. Because the true fulfillment of the Torah is dependent on this. It's dependent on the person having opposition, having a Yetzirah, a Satan, who tries to block the person, who tries to prevent the person from getting up in the morning to go to shul, from going to the mik, from doing mitzvahs. That's what creates a situation of bechira, of choice. Because without free choice, the Torah really has no place. Because this is the reason why Hashem did not give the Torah to the angels, but rather He gave it to us human beings, because human beings have free choice. And what creates this free choice is the fact that there is an opposition. There's truth and there's sheker. There's light and darkness. There's a satan who has, who's offering all the opposite of what the Torah is offering. And this is also what enables the, the, the satan to prosecute us all the time. As is known throughout the Gemara, that it's this angel who, who, who's the obstacle who tries to provide every type of obstacle blocking us from fulfilling the mitzvahs, he's the one who goes up and prosecutes against us. 
And that's what gave him the right and the ability to go before Hashem and ask Hashem, where is the Torah? Because the Satan understood that Hashem wants to give the Torah to the Jewish people. And the Satan wanted to oppose that to argue against that. Because they are not yet worthy to receive the Torah. Because the truth is, the Torah was given to us before the right time. As our rabbis expound on this Pasuk, Dovor of Torah, that originally Hashem's plan was not to give the Torah to the world before a thousand generations. And in the end, he gave it after 26 generations. If you count from Adam Arishan to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's only 26 generations. And that's what justified the Satan coming before Hashem and saying, What are you doing? Where's the Torah? Because that's his job. His job is to ask questions and, and to oppose. Hashem responded to him, Sorry, buddy. The Torah is already by Ben Amram. And if you want to argue with him and, and discuss with him why he received the Torah, go to him. So the Sultan went to Ben Amram, the Shalos, and asked him, Heichan Torah, where's the Torah? Meaning, where is the Torah that you received in order to pass on to the Jewish people? There's an injustice here. This is wrong. This is not right. They're not worthy of, they're not deserving of receiving the Torah. And Moshe Rabbeinu understood the seriousness of the claim of the Satan how far-reaching, how serious his claim is. And Moshe Rabbeinu understood that it's difficult for him to come up with a real, proper response to the Sultan. Because the truth is that the Sultan has many powerful arguments that we, the Jewish people, are not really worthy of receiving it. So Moshe Rabbeinu responded to the Sultan with great wisdom, the Torah is by the sea. The Kavanosei, what was his intent in that? I have not yet given the Torah completely to the Jewish people. But rather the Torah is by the sea. You don't have to get all upset, you don't have to get all crazy and, and, and prosecute the Jews that they have the Torah ready. 
because the Torah is still in the sea. Hainu she'en mi she'yasig as a Torah v'kaima koroi ki'im kishuhu merutza lisboil yegiyois atzumois v'lim sarnafshoi le'iridu toich im t'kayam. The meaning that there's no one in the Jewish nation who will be able to achieve the real true understanding of the Torah and the real fulfillment of the Torah unless it's a person who's willing to really work very, very hard and to put his life in danger to go deep sea diving, to go into the depths of the sea. It's only such an individual that will be to really receive the Torah com- properly and completely. Because the Torah tells us about itself that it's deeper than the ocean. And there is no one who is really qualified and will really succeed in receiving the Torah and fulfilling the Torah other than those people, those deep sea divers, those people who go down to the ocean. It's only those people who really struggle and they put their life on the line to learn Torah to serve Hashem. They are the ones who are zeichet to see the wonders of Hashem. As now Rav is quoting from chapter 107 in Tehillim. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Satan, you don't have to get so upset about the fact that the Jews received the Torah. Because at this point, not everybody is to the Torah. Unless the person is prepared to put their life on the line, to go into the sea for the sake of the Torah. And a person who has that kind of love and desire for the Torah, that person definitely deserves to receive the Torah. And therefore, the Sotan immediately ran to the sea. And asked the sea, where is the Torah? Because the Satan made, made a mistake. He thought that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving him a literal answer. That the Torah is in the sea. And you have to put on your bathing trunks, your swimsuit, and go into the ocean to, to, to get the Torah from there. Just like the Egyptians sank the coffin of Yosef HaTzadik, we started the shir with Yosef HaTzadik. They sank his coffin to the bottom of the Nile River in order that, that the whole blessing of Egypt comes from the Nile River, in order that their river should be blessed. And that's why the Satan asked the sea, where is the Torah? Because if the Torah is in the sea, then the Sultan's going to stay there. He's going to stand there and try to block anyone who wants to jump into the sea to get it. Because 
because this is the power of the Satan. The Yitzhara has been given power and permission by Hashem to try to seduce, to try to block in every way, wherever the Torah is found, in order to try to block people from, from really connecting to the Torah properly so that there's free choice, so that there's choices. Now the sea responded to the, to the Satan with truth. The Torah is not inside of me. Because it's, it's not in the sea. Miyad Chozar Hasotan Lamoisha, and at this point the Sotan returns to Moshe Rabbeinu, Vishwaloisa Oidapam, and asks him again, Heichon Torah, where's the Torah? Meachar Shayom Oimer Loibihi, since the, the sea told me that it's not in there, so what did, what did you mean? Omer Lai Moshe, Eitzel HaTohoim. Moshe Rabbeinu said, it's in the Tohoim. The Tohoim means the deepest recesses of the earth. We'll hold it over here for now. And Amir Tzashem, tomorrow is Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos will complete this whole medrash. I hope we'll complete the whole paragraph of until Chafei. And we'll get a clear understanding. I want to add one point that, that I mentioned in the past, but it's something that I found so special. The Bnei Yisachar, in one of his Sforim, writes that for a person, for a Jew, to be zerched to the emes of the Torah, to the truth of the Torah, is a higher spiritual level than Gilui Elianovi, than being on a Madrega where Elianovi would reveal himself to that person. And he brings proof for this from the Gemara in Gitten. We find, I think, on Davov in Gitten, the Gemara there mentions a Rebbe of Yosar, Rebbe, one of the rabbis of the Gemara, who met Elianovi and spoke to him, and the Gemara goes through the whole conversation. Look who we're talking about here. Look who Rabbi Yosser is. He meets Elianovi. Elianovi is revealed to him and he talks to him. <clears throat> later on, a page later, there's a whole discussion. Rabbi Yosser said this, but he's wrong. He's not right. It's, it's like this. The Bnei says, I don't, I don't understand. You just told me a minute ago he's talking to Elianovi. There's a question as to whether he's interpreting the Torah correctly. <clears throat> and he says, from here we see that for a person to interpret the Torah correctly is a higher madrega. He uses the word to be zeichet, to the emes of the Torah is a higher madrega than Gilu Elio. And what this reminds us is that even though today we have thousands of yeshivas and thousands of sforim and tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of people learning full-time, half-time, shas, bavli, yerushalmi, halacha, kabbalah, it doesn't mean yet that these people are zeichet to the emes. There's Torah and Torah and Torah and Torah. There's the emes. The Bnei Socher uses this terminology to be zeichet to the emes of the Torah. And this is why this is why we pray so hard. This is why we have so many tefillahs. In that we say in Shachris in the morning, well, I don't get it. What's the big deal? You just open the book and you read it. Or you turn on your computer and you hear it. Or you see it live. You have video, audio, paper. We have every version. You have it in, coming out of your ears, your nose, wherever you want it. You have the Torah totally available. It is. It is. But don't worry. There's still Bechira. And, and the Bechira is on every level. The Bechira is between non-Jews versus Jews. 
the Bechir is between non-observant Jews versus observant Jews, and in the religious community, there's Bechira. Rabbi Nosson Zal started this paragraph with this categoria, that the Gemara makes it perfectly clear that before the coming of the Moshiach, there's going to be machloikis kategoria shebeina chachomim. There's going to be machloikis in the religious world. There's going to be a lack of clarity in the religious world. People who are learning and davening and talis and filling, who could be on the opposite side. They could be agents of the Sitrachra, of the Sahara to block people from coming close to Hashem. And if a person is aware of this, then the person realizes how hard we have to pray and plead with Hashem that in this Olam HaSheker, in this Olam HaSheker where the, the Torah warns us that this is going to be the situation, and even though I know I'm not worthy, I'm Sheker, I'm also Sheker, I'm part of the Sheker. <clears throat> I do wrong things every day, I think the wrong thoughts, and I say the wrong things, and I do the wrong things, whether it's with people, my interaction with my family, or with other people, I'm constantly doing Averis, I'm constantly making mistakes and everything. So who am I to, who am I to ask, who am I even to ask, to want to come close to the Emes? And who am I to think that there's any possibility of me coming close to the Emes? And who am I to say that somebody else is wrong, that they're not the Emes, that I'm the Emes? Therefore, therefore, this is the test. This is the test. This is where we have, to, we have to be humble. We have to know who we are and who we aren't. And we have to seek Hashem. We have to do... This is why Rabbi Nezal puts so much emphasis on tefillah, praying to Hashem. We pray before we learn, but pray after we learn, all the time pleading with Hashem, help, help me recognize, help me be able to differentiate between truth and falseness on every level, on every level. We mentioned in the Shuram of Chaim Aran that Rabbein is met with the tzaddikim of his generation in the Olam HaChasidus, we're not talking about those who opposed. Hasidim, tzaddikim among the Hasidim who Rabbein loved and respected. And they were arguing, there was a debate about how you see a certain angel. And some of these rabbis expressed very, very strong opinions that I saw this angel and I saw him like this and this. And Rabbein shook his head and said, no, that's not how you see him. That's not how you see him. And, and some of them tried to bring other, one of them tried to bring proofs, more proofs, Rabbi Nezal heard the proofs and he said, sorry. The Gemara says that there were, there were many who tried, who, or who thought, but, but they weren't successful. Implying that again, that within the Emes, there are so many different levels. We should be zeichet to seek the truth and to, to come close to the truth, tzaddikim amitiyim, and to stay far away from sheker, and to stay far away from machloikis, from opposing any Jews, certainly, and be zeichet to the Gula Shleimah, b'mher b'yameinu. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Rav Nassar. Good Chodesh. Chodesh Tov. I see a question in the chat regarding the Torah being given before the Thasdrations, not being the right time. I thought that on Purim, this was remedied when they received the Torah a second time, when the Jews accepted the Torah this time, Barat sign. The answer is, to a degree, to a degree. But, but obviously, whenever something occurs before the right time, there's consequences. There's all kinds of consequences. This is one of the main subjects in the Torah and in Likuti Alochis. This issue that whenever something, when the Jews left Egypt before the right time, when we got the Torah, 
it, it means there's this consequences and difficulties and struggles. And if it was corrected then, it was corrected to a degree, to a large degree.